Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening, Baltimore and the surrounding areas. This is your host, Hezekiah Montgomery, and this is Man in the Mirror. And I'm truly excited tonight because we have a different type of show tonight, but we want you guys just to find out what is going on in life right now. Um <clears throat> Tonight, we'll talk about your thorn in the flesh. And many of us have heard that, you know, heard what Paul said about the thorn in the flesh. But tonight, we're going to talk about your thorn in the flesh. And tonight's show is titled, Who is Your Christopher Marvel? And I know what you're going to say, but I will tell you about that in a little bit. But um, let's bring on Michelle Johnson. Michelle, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Hezekiah. Can you hear me today? I can hear you today. I can hear Amen. you. I can hear you. Two I weeks can in hear a row. You. We on a roll. Two weeks in a row. We on a roll. That's a good thing. <laughs> That's a good thing. But anyway. Again, if you have any questions, you can chime in by pressing the number one on your phone. Any comments, we want you to come in and just have a good time talking. So talking with us because it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. So without further ado, I'm actually going to let Michelle pray tonight before we move on. Amen. Thank you for that advance notice. I appreciate you in the name of Jesus. Yes, I did. Amen. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, you're ignoring my sarcasm. That's fine. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Lord God, keep Hezekiah and myself, Lord God, that we might do your will and your will only, Lord, and not our own, Lord God. Lord God, allow us to be a blessing to others, Lord God, in the way that you would see fit, Lord God. We thank you for this platform and this opportunity, Lord God. And, Lord God, we ask you to bless us and keep us in the name of Jesus and bless the audience, Lord God, our listeners, that they might be blessed from what they hear. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen, amen. I'm just doing some extra work over here, making sure everything is okay. And then we are, I'm getting ready to get this party started. Okay. Now, about tonight's show, very descriptive, very, very descriptive. I remember many, many, I'll say again, many years ago when I was a little boy, I was in Catholic school, St. Elizabeth's in North Philadelphia. A new kid coming came to school. <laughs> Excuse me. And we all know that as we're in school, kids coming, you know, new kids coming, new kids go. And I was, and I will tell you, I was at this school since I was what five years old, kindergarten. So you know, I've been in there. Normally, if you go from kindergarten to eighth grade, not too many kids are in school that long anymore. So I was there, and I forgot what grade it was. Probably between sixth and eighth, somewhere around there. New kid comes in, his name was Christopher Marble. Now, mind you, back then, we competed for grades. And when Chris came into the school, I was already there for several years. Now he comes in and tries to upset my food basket. We're starting to compete for grades. So that's what we did back then. We always wanted to know who's going to be the, have the highest percentage and who's going to have the high most A's and B's. But for some reason, I started emulating him down to almost writing like him. 
I remember one day when we were fighting for a corner for the crossing guards. Now, see, Michelle, I don't know what you guys remember, but um, we had crossing guards back then, and, you know, little orange badges, you know, orange things you put on, and you, you were proud to be on a corner to help the, you know, help the other kids cross the street and make sure everything was fine. So, yeah, I'm aging myself. But we had a crossing as I was saying, one day we were fighting for what you know who's going to be at this main corner. He made me mad, and his grandmother came along and said something to me. I don't know why she said that, Michelle. Well, that didn't go well because I said something unkind to her. Christopher was my thorn in the flesh. Second Corinthians twelve seven to nine says to keep me from becoming conceited because of these surprising and great revelations that was given to me a thorn in my flesh, a message to Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest in me. Now, have you ever had a family member, co-worker, or a church member that was just always irritating you and you couldn't figure out why this is happening? Now, mind you, that was years ago, and guess what? I went through the same thing just last year. That thorn just seems not to want to leave me alone. Well, what was your thorn in the flesh? And I'm bringing this question out to you because, you know, Michelle, I know you may have a story. You know, I've actually had several stories about You know, you know, when you have those people and you're like, well, is it my test? Sometimes you look at yourself like you get punked. Is there a video camera around looking at you or, you know, is this really happening? So, you know, many times, and when we talk, when Paul talks about that thorn in the flesh, it wasn't a literal thorn, but it was just something that was going on that he had to deal with. So that's the question of the night. Who is your Christopher Marvel was my thorn in the flesh? And I was a teenager or about to be a preteen or whatever. You know, I was young. And, and this kid was just making me come out of character. You know, I was a nice, I was a, 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 one of those nice little boys. But for some odd reason, when this kid came around, it's almost like he came into my territory because I was there first. And he came around and he just took me out of character. Sometimes people are going to take us out of character and we're trying to figure out why. Any questions or comments, Michelle? I was just going to say, I think I know why you got this on. But anywho, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. You know, you think that you know you're trying to do what's right, and I and I and and I'll just pick on me tonight. You be picking on me because I'm like the Lord is Lord is working on me as well. Because the same thing happened to me last year. I'm in this class. And, you know, I'm the oldest one. I'm not worried or scared about that. I'm worried about that. And this young man who's in his 20s was picking on me. He picked on me most of the class. Now, the class is eight months long, so I'm taking this. And I'm taking it, and I'm taking it, and I'm taking it. And I tell people I'm honest. You know, the Lord's still working on it. I like a volcano. That volcano will erupt sooner or later because it's boiling. And people know that magma, magma is boiling under there. So I said some more unkind words, and I said to myself, why did you let that happen? And sometimes we have to say that to ourselves. Why did we let that happen? We know better as Christians. We know better as children of the most living God. So explain, you know, if you're on, you know, chime in. Um, the the, the um, episode tonight is, Who is Your Christopher Marble? And um, for those of you who just came in, we were talking about, I was talking about just growing up, 
went to Catholic school from kindergarten to eighth grade, you know, between sixth and seventh grade, look, this young man came in, and he upset my fruit basket, and he took me out of character, and I'm normally not out of character, because if you know me, I'm not, you know, I'm just a routine type of person, but when you take, I'm, a, uh, com, I'm, I'm very competitive, but, you know, Christopher Marble came and took me, took me out of character. And I almost, you know, I told his grandmother something that was unkind. I'm not going to say what I just told her, but I told his grandmother something that was unkind. I got in trouble. Yes, Sister Mary Teresa Goldie brought me into the office. Yes, I had to, you know, take take the fall for that one. But that's okay. But as we get older, it happens again. And it happens again. And I, I and, and Paul put it this way. He said in Second Corinthians, I read again 12, verses 7 to 9, to keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpass, surpassingly great revelations there was given to me, a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weaknesses. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest in me. And then, you know, I went on and mentioned, you know, you know, we have family members, co-workers. We all can talk about co-workers or even church members. They are, they are our thorn in the flesh. So what do we do about it? I want you guys, you know, call in, tell us, talk to us. What do you, what do you understand about this thorn in the flesh? Have you ever been through something like that? You know, sometimes my kids can be a thorn in the flesh. Some, you know, somebody is always going to be there. But how do you deal with it? And how do you, you know, what do you talk to God about? Dial in at 917-889-2271. Press number one on your phone if you, you know, questions or comments. Um, I know something's brewing over there with you, Michelle. What do you have? Michelle? Hello? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can hear you now. I don't know what is going on over there in technical, and with you and your technical issues. But anyway, what did you have to say? You have anything to say about tonight? Well, I mean, I do think we all have our, uh, what's the person, Christopher what again? <laughs> Christopher Marble. Well, Poor man, I hope he never hears this show. But so yeah, we um we all have our Christopher Marvels in our life. But um you know, if you're looking at that symbolically, if you keep coming across these Christopher Marbles, then obviously there is something that you need to gain or get from it. And, you know, people have said that, and I find it to be very true, is that when God is trying to increase you in an area of your life and something that you may need to really look at and and work on with yourself, he will sometimes keep bringing that same thing before you to deal with so that you can learn how to deal with it with a godly attitude. So in learning that, you know, as we get better and better with dealing with that thing, then, you know, it's not even necessarily that that it stops happening, but that's not even a thorn in our side anymore. We, We have learned how to deal with it. And so, you know, that's the biggest thing I see when God keeps bringing something before you over and over and over again. And so, you know, even the word of God tells us that we need to learn how to get along with difficult people. And I'm actually, I'm going to find that, that scripture because I can't think of where it is off the top of my head right now. But um, we really do, you know, and it's not just people. Sometimes it keeps bringing a situation before you because, like, if you struggle with finances or things going on, he'll keep giving you an opportunity. I look at it opportunity, not a trial necessarily, but he'll be giving you an opportunity. Amen. That makes me feel better about it. 
But he'll keep giving you an opportunity to grow. And so every time that opportunity arises, are we getting all caught up in how we're feeling about it and in our flesh and getting just all out of sorts about it? Or are we understanding what's happening in the spiritual sense and then learning from it, asking God, what is it that I need to get from this? Because this situation keeps happening or this kind of person keeps showing up in my life, there is a reason, and what do I need to get from this? I'm open, Lord. I yield. I, you know, that's the prayer we should be praying, that we yield to him, that we, we are opening our eyes, our spiritual eyes to see, you know, what he has for us in this situation. And so thereby we can grow from it. We can actually end up blessed from it. And it will be one less thing that really causes us to to lose our grip sometimes. It'll be one less thing we have that throws us off. Interesting, interesting. You say you're going to find something or you would find a verse or something? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm looking now. Um, because there's okay. a, you know why? Let me let me tell you something. There are a lot of, and I don't want to get off the point of where we were at, but there are a lot of scriptures that people do not believe. Like they literally don't believe that that's in the Bible, and the Bible really has a word on like just about everything. So you know, it's, it's one scripture that, Amen. He he cared about it all, right? Um. Yeah, but I'm fine. I'm finding this now. Okay. Well, again, if you're one of our in our listening audience and you're online and you want to talk, help us talk about this subject, we ask you to press number one on your phone, chime in, because you know I always tell people we're all human and we've all been through situations that we did not do well with. But thank God that his mercies are new every morning. He helps us to wake up and try it again because I had to go back and I did go back and apologize, you know, um, last year when I went through that situation. I, I went back and apologized and I made it better because I knew I was out of character. It wasn't me. And, you know, words can hurt, but at least you can say, hey, look, because I have to sit with this group of people for the next three years. The best thing is for you, for my spirit, for my soul, go back and apologize and do better next time. Because the Bible does say a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. So, you know, we can't get stuck on a point that we messed up, but we have to get the point that, hey, yeah, I've fallen. You know, let me get back up, wipe myself off, and fix this. Because many people, when they fall, when they make mistakes, they get stuck on that one mistake. They get stuck on that one incident. They get stuck right there. And when you get stuck, you become stagnant. And when you become stagnant, you you're no good to. That's what that's what Satan wants you to do. You're no good to nobody. But we have to, you know, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lean unto thy own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. So, you know, we have to put our mind on Christ, keep our mind stayed on Jesus, read our word, because we, we, we will make those mistakes. Things will happen to us, and people will, you know, be unkind, unfriendly to us sometimes throughout the day. But it's, we have to have we have to put ourselves in the right mind where we say, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, let that person get to me. I'm gonna keep my mind stayed on Jesus. Amen. Amen. Did you find uh, did you find the scripture you're looking for, Shell? Okay. That's fine. Uh oh. We have a I will take this while you're looking for that scripture. We have a caller because this is open forum. This is open forum. We all being true and honest. Y'all being true and honest, so I will take this while you're looking for that. Um, caller ending in 3504, number ending in 3504. You are on the line with Man and the Mayor. Good evening. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing this evening? 
We are doing good. We are doing good. This is my this is my buddy and friend right here. <laughs> Doctor Deacon Thomas really, really. R Extraordinaire. Really? Wow. This is why I haven't thrown in the fresh. So my so my pride doesn't rise up and then people exalt me and they honor me and I have a thrown in the fresh to keep me humble. Otherwise, I'll be moving off the emotions and accolades of man and forget what God has called me to do. So this is what I'm struggling right now because this thing, he just keeps me humble. I have to always go back to him every day for renewed strength to endure. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Oh, my. Really, brother? Really? All right. Anyway. Um. I was listening to what they were saying, what they were talking about, and, and I, I, just, I did want to just chime in a little bit on, you know, that like, like you were saying, sometimes we're pushed by people, we're pushed by circumstances. And then I think what, and also the other part when I was reading the scripture here, where it, you know, it, it, the thought in the fresh that Paul was praying about was, you know, because God was using him so mightily, and I think that he, that he was relating to the, to the thought in the fresh to keep him humble. And then he asked God, you know, how we do, because folk, the church, we do it a lot. We going through some stuff, and we ask God to to take it away. God, take me away. Not not it not help me to endure through that thing. He we want to be delivered from everything, and I think that's what Paul was doing, and that's I think what we have to look at. We want to be delivered from everything because we don't want to endure anything. And I think, um, like you said, His grace is sufficient. For you to endure, endure that church member, endure that family member, endure your job, endure whatever it may be. You know, it may be physical ailment. You know, you you know, it could be a lot of things. But then we have to also, as Christians, in this in in this 21st century, we got to learn to endure some things. Because I know people people have whole prayer services about delivering and take it away, God, and take me out of this, God. Nobody, I, you wouldn't let me hear somebody have a prayer meeting and say, God. Hold me, sustain me until this thing is over. I want to. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm okay, Lord. Right where I'm at, going through this test, through this trial, until I get to the other side of it. You know, we don't hear nobody praying in the trouble to sustain. Hey, God, help me make it to the other end of the trouble. We want to be delivered right now. When we go to God, we praying for right now deliverance. We're not praying for endurance, and I think that's the the difference. Because um, you know, because. You know, because, well, it's, you know, for me, it goes all the way back to what are we taught who God is? Is God Santa Claus or is God our Lord? Is Jesus our Lord and Master and we are his servants? So we do what he says, how he says it, when he says it, and we like it. Why? Because we love him and we're gonna, we listen to our Master. And I think that's some of it where we're missing out when, and when we're talking about the thorn in the flesh because. It keeps it keeps us humble because it look. And let me say this, and I'll, I'll, I'll turn it back over. But look at how much pride for my for, wait a minute. First of all, for my confessed believers and church folk out there, how much pride do you see in the church today? Your church, somebody else's church. I know your pastor is good, so we're not talking about your pastor right now. Other in other Christians and other saints and other folk, how much pride do you see in the church in the way people speak, the way they talk, and the way they carry themselves? Are they living humble lives? Are they living prideful lives? And then this is what I, this is this is what Paul was afraid of, and why this this thorn in the flesh was going to keep him home. Because Paul, if we look at the New Testament, he was the greatest evangelist and apostle there was for what for what God used him for. But that thorn in the flesh kept him humble, so he wouldn't get above himself and want to start a church and a build a building and open up a you know theme park and all this other stuff. <laughs> well, you, you made your point clear. You definitely made your point clear. But we also live in a microwave society where if I'm sick, I need a pill. If I'm going through something, I want this. You know, I want immediate relief. And that's that microwave society. So. You know, when we got this, when we're going for this thorn in the flesh, we're like, like you said, take it away now. You know, I don't want to deal with this. But, um, and also, as you said, God gave it to Paul to humble, so he would stay humble. So when, you know, if he got that big mega church, you know, he would stay humble. 
if you know if 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 we get if we make it big as people, God still doesn't want to make keep us humble because you know you know what the words say with pride comes a fall. If you get too prideful, what would the guy say? We the pastor talked about it in church. I got barns. I'm going to build bigger barns, and you know I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry. But the Lord said, "Tonight, thou soul shall be required of you." And then, who will get that stuff that you were holding on to? So, you know, I thank you, um, Deacon Far, for coming in because you enlightened us. And um, you're right because you know that we don't want that thorn. Like I said, we want that microwave. Take it away now. Give me a, a needle. Give me a pill. Give me something. You know, that's the you know philosophical. Not really, but give me something that, Lord, take it away. Instead of saying, Lord, help me deal with it right now. Help me with Mm -hmm. what's going on in my life right now. Help me, don't take it away, but help me get through it with your grace. Because didn't he say, your grace is sufficient for me? So if his grace is sufficient for you, let him help you through it right now. Michelle, can you hear me? Yeah, I was saying, did you did you get the, get the version you're looking for? I cannot find the scripture, and we had a whole Bible study on it. <laughs> uh oh, I won't tell I won't tell you, Pastor. I won't tell you, Pastor. But um, Deacon Far, we really appreciate that because that was very enlightening. And um, you made it, you know, you made us think about that because, you know, no one wants to be humble today, you know, especially, you know, those in the, um, some of the leaders. I won't say all, like you said, but some of the leaders, it's hard to be humble because people look up to you, you know, as almost our leaders have that God mentality. You know, we look at them as almost some of our leaders as, you know, they are. God, instead of looking at God is God, because if they make a mistake or if they fall, the whole world comes to an end. Am I right, Deacon Farr? Yes, sir. I mean, okay, uh, I, I'm going to try to stay on your topic here, brother. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but it's is, it, 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 it is us, too. You know, we always have to be able to look at ourselves, too. Are we getting prideful in the things that we do? You know, we we I bring we'll bring it back to the brother, the people in the pew. You know, you don't you do all the things you're doing for the church, and pride rises up in you, and then you think you're you you're important in the church. You go, and then and then how do we act about uh, unbelievers? We we say we have to go still with Christians, and now how do we look at the folk who don't believe, the folk who have not gotten a breakthrough in their life? They're struggling in issues. They're struggling in their faith. They're struggling. You know, they, they they haven't accepted Christ. They haven't confessed Christ, but yet we see ourselves as somehow better than them. You know, it, it, pride, pride can take a, can wear a lot of different hats. And that's where the, that thorn in the flesh is is is, is to, to, to keep us. You know, we all going to have it because, like you said, you know, even, even the, the best man for God, if he gets angry, what's going to come out when the pressure's on? You know, and that's where we have to understand where God's grace is sufficient. That we 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 have a different mindset. We see life different. We deal with it different, and we don't go off in our emotions. We don't go off into our we our uh, vocabulary. When little things happen, you know, we speak in you know, there's other we speak in other tongues. If somebody would do something wrong to us, <laughs> and but that that shows that we ain't there. We have everything again. It's it's about humbling. I think the whole thing when we talk about that thorn in the flesh is about. Do we have a do we have a humble character about us in these things? And we you know we be tested in it. And when after, like you said, we all have a conscience. Like you said, you went off, but then you realize, you know, that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. I don't know. There's a big difference between. If, can't say that's not who I am if you've done it. You know what I'm saying? Remember, remember your mama told you. You always tell you, why you do that, boy? You know better. No, ma, I didn't know no better. I would have done it. So that applies to. Us. <laughs> Um, right, right. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> if, that, if that's what comes out, is in there, and we ain't, we God ain't done. I just said I'm gonna use a cliche. I don't usually use, but God ain't done with us yet because it came out. But as long as we can recognize it came out and repent, and like you said, mend, reconcile relationships when we when we realize something came out that it is not who 
is that who I want to be known to be? And I think that's what in us right. in the church we have to is, we have to understand that we're going to make mistakes, but we do have that that humility to to apologize so people can see us in that humble state. Even when we did, you know, speak in tongues and do some things and got into our feelings and emotions because we think we, you know, don't treat me like that kind of stuff. But remember what they did to uh, to uh, to our Lord and remember what they did to all the apostles. So the little abuse we take here should not get us so riled up because when they start killing Christians again, I want to see how many people show up at church on Sunday. I'm sorry. I did it. <laughs> I'm going to move on. I'm going to go back to y'all. What do you think, sir? Hey, you're, 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 fine. you're right. You are right because, you know, you know, the more we talk about it, the more, you know, it's refreshing it gets because that, because I must be called, that's a thorn be a refreshing reminder that we still have to be hum we have to be not still, we have to be humble. Because humility, you know, or pride, when you get prideful that prideful, will lead to a downfall. It will always lead for lead to a downfall. There's nothing you know good about being prideful. There's nothing good about it. Um, it says it in the Bible, Proverbs sixteen eighteen to twenty. You know, it says pride leads to destruction and arrogance to a downfall. It is better to be humble and stay poor than to be one of the arrogant and get a share of their loot. Pay attention to what you are taught, and you will be successful. Trust in the Lord, and you will be happy. So the Bible, the Bible talks about it. Pride will lead to a downfall, to destruction. So um, as Deacon Farr chimed in, you know, he did say that that thorn was put there to help maintain and keep Paul humble. And Paul did say, therefore, I will boast and all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me at the end of that. Um, we're about to take a break. While Michelle is continuing to look for her verse. We are about to, we are at the half hour mark. I just thank Pastor Gary Cohen, Pastor Deacon Farr for um, chiming in. Um, we have a few notes from our supporters, and then we'll take a break. Music instructions for our learners, where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instructions, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443 574 5491 to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. Another sponsor is Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of four-figured women. Curvy Chicks are Boss Chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project. Another sponsor is On The Go Mobile Notary. When you're in need of a notary public and you're on the go, and that's who you call, On The Go Mobile Notary, your trusted and reliable notary. Call 410-370-7105 and be on the go with your notary solution. Another sponsor is a, a talented young lady, a very talented young lady, Diana Eaton of Diana Arlena Photography. For great pictures at a great price, contact Diana on Facebook at Diana Eaton. And with the song that's coming up, it's just tell, reminding us that he is still doing a great work in us. When we, when we don't know what we're doing, what we're going through, just remember, he is going to continue doing a great work in you. Sometimes there are obstacles in the road That can leave you feeling low And you don't know how to move forward And sometimes there are turns you want to take But the way gets hard to trace Now you're wondering how did you get here But don't you give up until you see how God is ordering your steps So you can walk into your seat 
So I think that might be the one. But if I find the find the exact script, if that's not it, and I find the exact one, I'm gonna actually post it in the the chat room because that is driving me crazy. Because I'm like, okay, now I'm talking about some scripture and I can't find. It. <laughs> well, I'm gonna read my what mine says. Oh, the, I just I just found a better one. But go ahead. I'll read what the NIV says that because this is a mm-hmm. trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone, but avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law because these are unprofitable and useless. When uh, one uh, devising, hmm, let's say one uh, devising person once and then, oh, divisive. Okay, one a divisive person once and then one them a second time. After that, has nothing to do with them. Wow, you may be sure that such people are warped and sinful, and they are self-condemned. So they're condemning themselves. So he said, warn a person like that once, warn them twice, and after that, leave them alone. That's what he said. And actually, I want to read. Look, I think I'm getting closer to the the translation because it's sounding more like what. So I think this is the scripture because I just, I actually had just switched over to the the easy easy to read. And it says, it says, this is a true statement. And I want you to be sure that the people understand these things. Then those who get who believe in God will be careful to use their lives for doing good. These things are good and will help everyone. Stay away from those who have foolish arguments, who talk about useless family histories, or who make trouble and fight about the law of Moses' teaching. These things are useless and will not help anyone. Give a warning to all those who cause arguments. If they continue to cause trouble after a second warning, then don't associate with them. You know that people like that are evil and sinful. Their sins prove them wrong. Wow. So you have three different translations of the same Mm -hmm. verse. And verse 10 says, verse 9 says, Avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law because these are unprofitable and useless. Now, is that an easy thing for us to do? No. I'll be honest. It is not an easy thing for us to do because once somebody upsets our fruit basket, once somebody starts plucking our nerve, it's almost like that person that keeps tapping you in that same spot and that same <laughs> spot and that same spot in that same spot and it's almost like you're about to you know was that you know when um Deacon Farr was talking it's almost like that but that song came on here you you're about to make me lose my mind up in here up in here yeah sometimes you be about to lose my mind because that person is just tapping you in that same spot but then we have to, instead of saying God take it away, as we were mentioned earlier, but I'm about to get far. Talk to God and say, embrace it, Lord, help me through it. Because that's what Paul was saying, help me through it. You know, when we read that verse again, he said to keep me from becoming conceited, big headed, you know, fat headed, like I have a right type of you know, feeling, you know, I'm the it, you know, I'm the H-N-I-C, you know, <laughs> but he said to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassingly great revelation, it was given to me a thorn in my flesh, and thorns hurt. If you ever pick a, if you ever got a rose without being, you know, without them taking the thorns off, thorns hurt. So if you had a thorn in your flesh, you want to know it. 
because it's going to hurt painfully. Your fingers may even bleed. But he said it was been a that's a great analogy. I mean, you'll all you'll know when you got one those prickly bushes when you walk in out in a field in a country, and you got to walk through those prickly bushes. You know when you got it because it's going to hurt. It's going to sting. And um, a messenger of Satan to torment me. He, now he didn't say one time, not even two times. But he said three times, plead with the Lord to take it away. Now we asked, that's what um, Deacon Fire was saying, we asked, take it away, instead of helping me go through it. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, my power, not our power. We try to do all we can, like, okay, what can I do to fix this? Can I have, like I said earlier, microwave? mentality as we have in our in our society. What can I do to fix this? Let's get rid of this because I don't need it. It's just getting on my nerves. But that's that microwave mentality that we have. But if you know, therefore I will boast. And no, he said, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Not Hezekiah's power, not Michelle's power, but his power. God's power is made perfect in our weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about the weaknesses, not just the weakness, because we, we don't just slip one time and call it a day. Sometimes we may slip two, three, four times because that, that, that thorn is just pricking us, pricking us, pricking us. And we ready just take it away. Uh, remember that, you know, all of us who are a little older, in the older generation, remember that um, – that old cow guy commercial, cow guy, take me away, take it, take me away. Sometimes that's what we want. We just want that, Lord, just take it away. But no, he said that he, he wants his power to be shown through us. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest in me. Any questions or comments, Michelle? We're winding down to our last six minutes under 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 six minutes of the show, so we still have a few minutes. If any anybody wants to chime in again, nine one seven eight eight nine two two seven one. Press number one on your phone. Uh, we will gladly let you come in because you may tell us your story about what was the thorn in your flesh that it was just getting to you and how you actually dealt with it. Amen. Were you waiting for me? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, if you had any more questions uh, or comments. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I just wanted to say I, I definitely enjoyed uh, the show today. And um, I think just we as people, we were talking about this, I think it was the last show. But um, I was talking about how we just really we need to settle into what we are. You know, when we accept Christ, we receive God's Holy Spirit. And that spirit within us, we were talking about how it's supposed to bear fruit. And so the fruit of the spirit talks about loving, kindness, and all that good stuff. And so those are traits that we as children of God are supposed to display almost effortlessly because I was trying to say the word that didn't want to come out. Effortlessly because that is in us to behave in that manner and display the fruit of the spirit. And so we need to just allow ourselves to be that person that God has instilled in us and not let these things that happen just get us so off track. You know, people say, like, if you're upset about something, like, count to ten before you speak, and that actually can cause you to get right back in the right frame of mind if you just wait to even speak when someone does or says something to you. And so... You know, to keep ourselves from 
just reacting in the flesh, which which jumps up as soon as something offends us, then we really need to consider God and take that 10 seconds to consider God instead of allowing, you know, our mouth to start moving or what, what we feel to start coming out. <laughs> Amen. Some of us need to count more. Some of us need to count more than ten seconds. Amen. Do what you got to do. <laughs> Amen. Well, I was I was truly excited about this. The Lord gave me a show a little while ago, but you know I had to get in my mind how to do it, how to present it, because we all go to work every day. We all go out in public every day. We all travel up and down the road every day. And there's always going to be that chance um, that we will have our thorn in the flesh. Um, we will have that thorn in our flesh. And what are we going to do about it? You know, let's read Second Corinthians 12, 7 and 9, memorize it. Read a little, memorize a little part of it. Just understand what was going on. Don't go around looking for that microwave, you know, Answer, because again we live in a microwave society. You know we live in a microwave society, and you know I'm 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 gonna look. If it hurts, fix it. What can I do to fix it? But sometimes the power goes through learning how God is going to use that situation to grow you. And I think personally, that's what Paul was talking about. As he's going through it, he didn't want to be conceited. Because like as Deacon Fry was saying, you know, we got these mega churches, mega preachers and stuff like that. And, you know, everybody's heads get big. But we and we forget what the scripture was always saying. We got leaders out there. We got leaders, we got people out there. Let's be who God wanted us to be, just like Jesus Christ. That's all. Christians means Christ-like. You know, he didn't have a mega church, but he fed 5,000. He didn't, you know, he didn't have a, you know, he didn't have a big, you know, big, you know, ocean, but he walked on the water because he controlled it all. But he was even baptized. I got baptized last week. You know, for a second time, because the first time I was young and I was 13, so I'm a little over a decade, no comment. No, a little over a century now, but no comment. But, you know, the Lord had to really deal with me in life, because as we go through life, we learn some things. And have I arrived? No, I haven't, because I'm still learning. Do I make my mistakes in life? Sure enough, do. But then I go to God and say, Lord, Lord, help me. You know, even if there's a thorn in my flesh, I'm still learning. Even if there's a thorn in my flesh, okay, and I'm going to do a, de- uh, I, 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 you know, the like Deacon Far for helping us out. Lord, help through it. Because, you know, sometimes we want to be taken away, but if it's taken away, will we learn? Because if we keep taking everything, if our kids say, we, our kids have to learn about life, but if we keep fixing everything for them, will they learn? And that's what I think God does with us. We are his children. So as we are his children, instead of saying, take it away, let's say, help me through it. That way, the learning process will happen. And as you're learning, and as you're learning, okay, I could have did this better. I could have did that better. And you know that God has truly helped you through the situation. It wasn't you. But you know that God has truly helped you through the situation. Amen, amen, and amen. I'd like to thank all of you who have been really listening tonight. Life has a way of teaching us lessons all over again. And I'll answer this this question as I'm leaving you. Who is your Christopher Marble? I had to learn that lesson a few times. And I think it's starting to make sense after 50-plus years. Thank you guys so much for your love and support. This is Hezekiah L. Montgomery signing off. And as always, we'll see you at the mirror. And